Hi, welcome to Finding Your ADHD Superpower with ADHD coach Katie Martinez. That's me. It is Thursday, and every Thursday at 8 p.m., I will upload a new podcast for you guys to listen to and hopefully gain insight and information on ADHD symptoms, ADHD solutions. That's the whole idea of this podcast. Sometimes we may have special guests. Sometimes it just might be me talking. So I hope that you join us each and every week at 8 p.m. on Thursdays. Thank you. Have a good week. Hi, welcome to your our very first episode of Finding Your ADHD Superpower with Coach Katie, ADHD Coach Katie. Tonight, we're going to be talking a little bit about why I'm so passionate about ADHD and why I got kind of into learning about it. And I think the best way is just understanding ADHD in general. So I'm going to give you some basic background information this week on ADHD, if you didn't already know. Um, I'm also a teacher. Um, I teach music, and I'm a mom of a child with ADHD and a wife of my husband has ADHD. And um, I think it's really important that we learn a little bit about how this this um, neurodiversity in learning happens. So tonight we're going to learn a little bit about the different types and the symptoms and learning how you can decide on, on for yourself which of the ADHD symptoms you most relate to. Maybe you're not ADHD, but you might relate to some of these symptoms. So Let's say you have a symptom, a certain symptom. Maybe you can find a solution to your problem while listening to this podcast. You may not even have to have ADHD to find have to find that symptom or that solution. So first of all, I want to mention that ADHD or ADD is usually a chronic condition. It's not something that is going to be you. You're not going to get a magic pill, even though med- medication. Um, can work and it is it can be successful in helping the 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 child or this adult it is not a one-size-fits-all prescription Um, you really have to do a lot of work on your own as well so it is a chronic condition it's something that the medication can help manage the the symptoms of your condition Um, I don't like to use the word chronic necessarily because chronic condition sounds like, you know, it's like a lifetime of pain and suffering because you can really learn to, you know, hold on to your symptoms of ADHD and almost make them your superpower. That's why I like to think of it as you're finding your ADHD superpower. You're finding out what you do differently than everyone else that actually can be seen as a positive. So how we're going to do that is we're going to go through the three main types of ADHD. Um, The first type is the inattentive type. This is the student or the person who likes to daydream a lot. They're not necessarily hyper. They like to daydream a lot. They like to just think off into the sunset, thinking of other things. This um, inattentive type is usually the person that has 
sat through the whole entire class or the lesson or the TV show or whatever's happening, the office meeting, and all of a sudden we're at the end of the meeting, end of the lesson, and there's a question and it's directed at you. And you have no idea where this question is from. You're not really paid, you haven't paid too much attention, and it's really hard for you to focus and get it done. Um, another way that the inattentive type can um, affect people with ADHD is just the whole idea of the emotions of a situation overwhelming you. Um, that does affect your ability to learn new things and it affects your ability to have, you know, positive interactions with others. Usually we let um, students and people with ADHD on that inattentive um, side is usually the ones that really let take bad news the hardest or take something personally. So we really have to accommodate and you know, give solutions to that style. So the second type of ADHD is the hyperactive, hyperactive impulsive type. And this is the one that goes the most seen, the most visible. Usually this is the one whenever a child is acting out, you automatically assume they have ADHD, they're hyper, they're bouncing off the wall. They don't necessarily have ADHD if they're hyper. That's not a you know, one size fits all diagnosis. Hyperactivity and impulsivity, those two kind of go hand in hand. The impulsivity is more like the inability to control impulses. I'll give an example of an adult example, I guess. Um, let's say, for example, someone is extremely stressed out and they want to basically soothe self-soothe themselves because they are stressed out they're high strong and they go on a spending spree on um their favorite their favorite store or they go on a spending spree and they spend a lot of money and they're not thinking through with the consequences of that action they're just impulsively buying something this is also done with impulsive eaters if you're stressed out you impulsively eat that could be a sign of ADHD in someone. So it's not necessarily a hyperactivity, it's also that impulse control issues. And then our third type of ADHD is a combination of those two, a combination of them. So most people have a little bit of combination between that have ADHD, they have a combination. Usually they have the impulse, the inattentive, or they have the, you know, lack of focusing, lack of organization, and they're really hyper and they can't remember where they put things. So it's kind of like a, you know, combination, but sometimes people only have one type of ADHD. So that's something we have to consider. Um, stereotypically speaking, most of the time, the inattentive type of ADHD is in our females. Um, they don't, a lot of times the, the girls are not necessarily ones to be extremely hyper. They're just not paying attention to what's happening. Maybe they've got side conversations going on with their friends and they're just not paying attention and they're not thinking about what 
you know, they're supposed to be doing at that particular time. And a lot of times that goes unnoticed because it's, it said, oh, girls are just talkative and boys are the ones jumping around, making all kinds of, um, you know, jumping, running, skipping up out of their seat. Feels like you're run by some kind of motor. And that's more of the, the male side of ADHD is the hyperactivity. And then we also have the combination type. So this is the three types of ADHD. So now I want to talk a little bit about some of the symptoms of ADHD. So you can kind of go through and see what um, type of symptoms there are. So in inattention, getting distracted easily, um, you anything that can a bird can fly by outside and then you have a whole story going on in your head usually inattentive um the inattentive type is very very creative extremely creative they are very creative because they can they just kind of go into their own minds and they think they're, they're daydreamers and they can be very creative so that could be a superpower with someone with an inattentive type of ADHD um, having poor concentration and organizational skills is also a sign of inattentive, inattention, ADHD. Um, it's sometimes it's hard for students or people to focus on one thing at a time when they're doing a task. If they have that poor concentration. Maybe it's not something they're that interested in. On the other hand, saying that. All people with ADHD are can't pay attention. They get distracted. They can't focus on anything. That is also can, could be a very, very incorrect statement because sometimes whenever a student with ADHD or a person, um, they can hyper-focus on the actual task at hand. And they, they, they like, if they really enjoy the subject, if they really enjoy what is going on, it could be video games, it could be anything that cat captures their attention, they can focus on that. And they can lose track of time because their concentration is on something they enjoy. So whenever you have poor con students with poor concentration skills, you have to be, as a teacher, you have to be extremely creative. As a parent, you have to also be creative in how you approach um, what you want your child to do. Uh, if you are suffering from ADHD as an adult, you have to come up with ways that you're going to find that particular task interesting. So you will continue to work in that. And organizational skills, a lot of times people with ADHD and especially inattention is they don't pay attention to where they put things. It's really, really good if you have one spot for your tasks that you find for every single, like if you have schoolwork, you have one spot where you do your schoolwork, where your schoolwork stays, where your notebooks are, where your pencils are, and it always goes back to that one spot. It's very it's a lot easier to train yourself if everything just goes to the same table or the same area. And everything needs to have its own place to go. So that kind of helps with the inattention of type ADHD. 
The second is impulsivity, is a lot of interrupting. Um, they don't think before they speak. Sometimes they're talk, they hear someone talking to them and they're not even paying attention to what's being said because they're trying to formulate a response. So the, it, the response sometimes doesn't match what has been said to them. So that can be very disconcerting for someone with ADHD. It helps them. It like makes them feel like they are not communicating properly. So it's really important for, for those types of learners and those types of um, ADHD, for those students and people to learn how to control those impulses and, and learn how to listen and not automatically have to respond right after the person's finished talking. Really listen to what they're saying and, and learn how to come up with a good come, comeback statement. Um, and then taking risk. This is what can be very dangerous with these types of um, ADHD is they have no fear. They'll go climb the tree and they'll not think about it. They'll go running out into traffic and not think about looking both ways. So you have to really pay attention to children with impulse control. My son has these impulse control problems. And for the longest time, I couldn't trust him without holding my hand if we were in a busy area and crossing the street because he would just go out into traffic. He didn't think about the consequences. I already mentioned um, the spending money or overeating impulsivity gotta have that chocolate or gotta have that whatever that you are craving and then the last um of the three types is the hyperactivity never seeming to slow down constantly talking and fidgeting and you have difficulty staying on task because your mind is going a mile a minute and a lot of times these types of people are great multitaskers. Once they learn how to harness the energy of the hyperactivity, they're great in multitasking. They can, they're great when working in a, with projects, several projects at the same time. However, a lot of times they get distracted. They have poor concentration because they mix that this type mixes well with inattention. And they have trouble pull, pulling it all together. Um, I know, for example, my husband, he loves to, like, he thinks about starting his own business. But as soon as he thinks about starting it, he's already thought about another business before he's even put the effort into the first one. So this is something to think about is to focus in and try to come up with different tasks dealing with staying on one topic. And that kind of, you just got to be able to move back and forth between those um, different tasks within one big topic. And that usually helps. Okay. So that pretty much sums up the three types of ADHD. And I think that um, we have, you know, a really good idea of at this point, if you're listening, you probably have some of these, you know, the things we talked about, they may just ring a bell to you. So right now I want to read through, this is a book I have, it's called Learning to Slow Down and Pay Attention. 
It's by Ph.D. Kathleen Nadu and um, Ellen Dixon. And I'm very sorry if I mispronounced names there. This is actually for a book for kids about ADHD. Um, one thing that when my son was diagnosed with ADHD at the very beginning, he was very, um, very upset. He thought something was majorly wrong with him. And I wanted him to understand that he could turn this into a superpower. He really could turn it into a superpower. So um, we sat down and went through the book. And it's a checklist. In the very beginning, it was a checklist. It was a um, checklist about me. So it was normalizing the symptoms of ADHD. It gives ideas about at school. When I'm at school, it's hard to sit at, still at my desk. I forget to raise my hand. I can't seem to keep my books and papers organized. I often forget my assignments. I have trouble getting started on my work. Teachers are always telling me to slow down and not rush. If that sounds like you when you were in school um, or your child, then that would be something you know you would think about. Maybe your desk is usually a big mess or you forget to hand in your homework. You've done it, but you just leave it sitting in your, in the, in your folder or in the bottom of your book bag. Trouble remembering the directions. So there's so many different checklists that you can go go through and come up with a solution to your some of your your concerns and so some people that can help with school and is some people you can reach out to for your child or for yourself is um doctors doctors are a really good place to start they they can prescribe medicine on very low doses. I am not against medication. If a doctor orders it, um, I think it's very, very important to follow a doctor's orders. They know what, what works and what doesn't. The ADHD coaching will just help guide through using the medication. And again, I am not going to talk, go into too much about medication because I'm not a doctor and I don't I don't prescribe medicine. However, I can work with someone who, and I know what the medicine does to help them. So that would be a place to start is with a doctor and learning um, how what, what the medicine is supposed to do. Um, some people that can help you with other people are friends. Um, friends can help you out. You can, can, you can have someone to talk to. Sometimes it's not it's not necessarily a doctor. It's not a counselor or a um, a psychologist. It can be your friend. Can you can sit down and you can say, "I'm having such a hard day focusing," and then that you never know. Maybe the friend will be like, "Yeah, me too." You know, it may may real may normalize your behavior and go, "Well, I'm not so weird after all." Your parents. Um, especially um, our children out there that might be listening to this, but parents, if you have a child with ADHD, please try your best to make sure you're open-minded and you talk to your child. Because if a child feels like that they it should be easy 
what they're going through, then they feel worse about their problems and it usually doesn't motivate them. So really work to understand what your child is going through. If you happen to have ADHD as adults, you can find support in online groups, um, Facebook groups or Instagram. You can find um, all kinds of things, resources out there on the internet that you can find. Um, so there is kind of an um, start to our, our sessions on ADHD. Again, my name is Katie Martinez, and I am so excited to um, be starting this journey with you guys. Just to give you a little information about my programs, I am on the internet. My, my website is www.crystalclearjourneys.com. You can always reach me, reach me through my email at katie, K-A-T-I-E, at crystalclearjourneys.com. And I will be glad to sit down and have a consultation with you about you or your child or just to find out more information. I would love to, you know, talk with you guys and um, go ahead and join up with my Facebook groups. I'm going to put all of the, the links to those things in the description and we'll work together each week. So thank you so much for joining me tonight on my first podcast on ADHD. Next week, I hope that I'm going to have my son here to talk to you guys about some of the struggles that he may face and some of the ways that he has learned to cope, some of the ways he still struggles because it's a constant, constant battle to, to the top. Thank you and have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you next Thursday. Bye. Hi, this is Coach Katie again. I just want to remind you to go on over to my website at www.crystalclearjourneys.com. I will put all of that information in the description of our podcast. And also, if you have any questions or comments about tonight's show, please message me at katie at crystalclearjourneys.com. Keep in mind that this information is not meant to or designed to diagnose, treat, or cure disease or mental illness or cure ADHD. This is just a conversation and how to, on how to normalize ADHD. Please ask your physician or your medical team if you have any questions pertaining to you or your child's health. Any links or any information that I give is purely informational purposes and is not meant to diagnose or treat. Thank you again and have a good evening.